Can um, you all hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anybody else? Conoram? Yes. Yes. Wow. I can hear you. I hear you folks. Um, okay. Oma jnana timirandhasya jnanam jana shalakaya chakshurun militam jena tasmai shri gurave namaha. Mukankaroti vachalam pangum langhaya te girim jatkripatamaham bande shri gurum dimataram. Shri chaitanya manobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale. Svayam rupakadama hyam dadati svapadantikam. Pancha kalpa tarubhyas chakrapasandhobhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Uh, welcome to our third attempt to uh, discuss uh, what I have come to call the way of accepting shelter. It'll probably change shape any number of times as I keep fiddling with this um, idea. Um, and today, um, I apologize in, in advance, there will be a lot of reading. I wanted to, um, I wanted to take a look at um, some of the uh, points that Srila uh, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Maharaj makes in his um, first chapter of Sri Prapanna Jivanamritam. And then I also, um, well, you'll see there's a kind of a natural segue once we get to the end there. I want to take a look at his introductory, the introductory song to his um, book of songs on Shadanagati um, through the eyes of Srila Sridhar Maharaj's um, commentary on Sharnagati. Uh, he has a, uh, um, a little book where he um, uh, shares some of his insights. And many of them, as we'll see, are from Sri Prapanajivanamritam. Um, but I want to get to that. So we'll share screen. This is all a little intimidating to me. Um, it's still very new and I'm trying something uh, even newer this time. Um, I've put together a slideshow. I hope, Akata, I hope this works. Um, using uh, uh, keynote for, for, for Mac. So, um, how do I minimize this? Oh, I have to get out of there. Huh, okay. get those things out of the way here. 
So um, as of this week, I'm calling this um, uh, these presentations Sharanagati, the path of accepting shelter, um, exploring the way of seeking shelter at Lord Sri Krishna's lotus feet. So we see um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj begins the first chapter of his Sri Prapanna Jivan Amritam. Well, he has uh, some other things going on and then he gets to uh, what he calls Vastu Nirnaya, the uh, theme um, of this work. So he says, Bhagavat Bhaktita Sarva Mityutsurjya Vidherapi Kainkaryam Krishnapadai Ka Shayatvam Shadanagatihi. So this is a uh, another definition of Sharanagati, being governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the Supreme Lord, to abandon servitude even to scriptural injunctions and take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna in every time, place, and circumstance is known as Sharanagati, unconditional surrender. So, um, this also corresponds quite uh, well with the um, definition we have of, of faith in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Shraddha Shabdhe Vishwas Kohe Sudhardhanishchoy, Krishne Bhakti Koile Sarva Karma Kritahoy. That um, what we call faith means uh, uh, a firm conviction. In, in the proposition that simply by serving Krishna, all, um, um, all other goals that anyone might aspire for uh, will be attained. So we see here um, how Sharanagati is uh, an expression of this um, in action. Um, so this is uh, unconditional surrender will be um, activity governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the Lord and abandoning even scriptural injunctions, taking exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna in every time, place and circumstance. And we'll see that particularly when we um, get to the end of our presentation today. Um, I need to be aware of time. So Srila Sridhar Maharaj continues, and these um, are presented in his Sri Prapanna Jivan Amritam as um, couplets, Sanskrit couplets. And um, uh, just to save time and space, uh, I, I don't include those, but if someone has access to Sri Prapanna Jivan Amritam, um, I, I think that if you have, those of us who have some appreciation for Sanskrit uh, will take uh, great delight in, in many of these. Um, he is, as we know, Srila Sridhar Maharaj uh, was a, a superb uh, devotional poet. So he continues, some consider Sharanagati to be that God consciousness, which is realization of the non-differentiated nature in all beings and objects by seeing the Supreme Lord as the indwelling super soul of everything. However, such a conception falls within the category of calculative devotion, jnana, bhakti. It is not in the line of unadulterated, pure devotion, 
Shuddha Bhakti. So this um, may also remind us of um, Srila Rupa Goswami's definition of bhakti that we find in the um, 11th uh, verse of the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana karma dinavritam anukulyena krishnana shilanam bhakti uttama. So pure devotional service, shuddha bhakti, uttama bhakti, the highest conception of bhakti means um, uh, giving up all other considerations even jnana, karma, yoga, everything. Jnana, karma, adi means uh, jnana, karma, and, and everything else. Um, giving all these things up, uh, or in the language of this particular verse of Srila Sridhar Maharaj's, um, uh, giving up uh, all calculative devotion. Um, in other words, calculating, trying to understand, trying to figure out um, how I might benefit from this. Anukulyena Krishna Anushilanam. So instead of making any calculations um, about what might benefit me, to do everything simply um, with a, a, an attitude of uh, pleasing Krishna. So I, I, um, I, I really like this, uh, especially in light of... Uh, Dulal Chandra's presentation last week, um, uh, as the uh, about how the Sandarbas, Jiva Goswami Sandarbas, present um, uh, Jnana Shunya Bhakti, uh, or uh, brain dead Bhakti. I remember that Guru Nishta uh, had a. I think that was the, the name of his blog uh, some years ago, uh, brain dead Bhakti. And it was about jnana shunya bhakti. So he says that um, that we should give up, Srila Sridhar Maharaj suggests here that we should give up all personal uh, calculation about you know, how I might benefit from, from engaging in bhakti. And he continues, by scriptural reference, the learned know of the eternality of surrender to the Lord. So it's not something conditional. It's not something momentary, but it is the actual, uh, as Srila Sridhar Maharaj puts it in the title of this book, it's the life-giving nectar of the jiva. It's what actually brings us alive, what actually brings us to our real life as eternal servants of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By scriptural reference, the learned know the eternality of surrender to the Lord, since the futility of human life without that surrender is elucidated therein. In this way, the eternal constitution of surrender is established. Because the devotees who have surrendered to the, unto the dust of the lotus feet of the Lord never aspire for anything else whatsoever, the learned affirm that surrender is the attainable goal of all endeavors. Everything is accomplished by surrendering unto the lotus feet of Sri Hari, even for one who is unable to execute the integral practices of devotional service based on hearing and chanting. Oh, and here you see my fault as an editor. Uh, I didn't change practices to an American spelling. Um, so 
Um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj is suggesting here that even those of us who aren't able to um, execute uh, Vaitisadhana Bhakti, the other practices of Vaitisadhana Bhakti um, very well, um, we can attain everything simply by um, engaging in this uh, Shadanga, Shadanagati, these six um, uh, processes of surrender. Since surrender is achieved, by turning to the refuge of the Lord just once, we should earnestly discuss the subject to enable the longing for surrender to be born in us. So what is the point of our discussing Shodanagati? Why has Padmanabha Maharaj kindly um, drawn me in uh, to this project? Well, because he knows um, that, that I have uh, some desire to awaken in myself a longing for surrender and that the, I can best do that um, as, as someone who um, generally tends to see himself as a writer, I, uh, I tend to do that by writing about it, by exploring about it. I, when I taught writing in, in colleges and universities, I taught it um, as an epistemic activity, as a way of figuring things out, a way of, of, of gaining deeper understanding um, of something. And, uh, and I see that, you know, in some of my friends' writings, uh, you know, I see that, oh, this is something that, that he or she was curious about. So um, she decided to write this article in order to explore that. And I have a few projects that are, that are waiting for me to give them some attention uh, for just the same reason. And he continues, furthermore, since the constituent parts of surrender based on acceptance of the favorable and rejection of the unfavorable have been referred to by authorities and, and cited in the scriptures, the great devotees of the Lord teach us the necessity of studying and culturing the art of surrender. One who is severely afflicted by fear of living in the material world or one who despite having an aspiration for the Lord's services, nonetheless bound with adversity, such persons finding no alternative, surrender to the personality of Godhead. Oh, and I see I have that repeated uh, without having removed those quotation marks. The state of finding no other alternative occurs in two ways in the event of having no other shelter or in the event of abandoning one's existing shelter. So that's, um, I find that a really um, interesting. Excuse me, a really interesting assertion. There are two ways um, that we come to the conclusion that we don't have um, uh, any alternative than to uh, take shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. One is realizing that we really don't have any shelter or um, on having given up um, the, uh, shelter, the, those things of which we have taken shelter, um, which we see, uh, we hear from our acharyas, um, uh, turn out, all turn out to be um, fallible soldiers. So um, in other words, voluntarily or involuntarily. <laughs> In the event of having no other shelter means involuntarily, means, oh, 
um, nothing, nothing works for me. Uh, taking shelter of uh, uh, my profession or my family um, or my uh, national identity or my church, uh, these things somehow or other aren't giving me relief from the forest fire of material existence or realizing that that shelter is going to fail anyway and you uh, instead um, turn to a shelter which is um, perfectly reliable. Then Srila Sridhar Maharaj continues, one surrenders by thought, word, and deed. Complete surrender in all these aspects promptly affords full success. Otherwise, the fruit attained will be proportionate to the degree of one's surrender. And we see that um, same idea suggested in the fourth chapter of the Antilila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, where um, Lord Chaitanya is um, talking Sanatan Goswami out of his idea of committing a sort of spiritual suicide by throwing his body under Lord Jagannath's cart during the Rathayatra festival because of uh, what he felt was a, a body that had become completely repugnant and, and just, an just a complete impediment. And Lord Chaitanya came to assure him that th this isn't the case. You shouldn't be thinking like this. This is not a material body. This is not even your body. So he says, uh, um, um, uh, the, at the time of, of initiation, as the, uh, as the sadhaka engages in atma samarpana and self-surrender, um, then Krishna accepts that devotee's body, that sadhaka's body, as being as good as his own. And he refers to it twice in a couple of verses, uh, the, the uh, practitioner's body as uh, being chitanandamoy, being composed of spiritual, entirely of spiritual substance. So this is, as we know, this isn't the siddha deha, this is a sadhaka deha. This is the practitioner's body, which becomes spiritualized by engaging in Atma Samarpana, which as we'll see is one of the um, aspects of Sharanagati. So proportionate to the degree of our surrender, um, we will be able to attain, we'll be able to realize actually um, uh, our success in our spiritual endeavors. Um, the, uh, a similar example is given in the 11th canto, early in the 11th canto, when King Nimi is receiving instructions from the Navayogendras, these nine um, sages, and uh, one of them describes, um, uh, this is always kind of my barometer verse, how do I know I'm making progress? How do I know I'm actually engaged in bhakti? Um, bhakti pareshano bhavo viraktiranyatracha trieka kalaha. Three things happen simultaneously and progressively as we engage in bhakti. A sense of devotion, um, uh, a direct experience of the Lord, and um, detachment from everything else. In, in, in a way similar to when we eat a meal, we attain three things simultaneously and progressively. Tushti pushti kshudapaya, um, pleasure, nourishment, and relief from hunger. So these things are all analogous with each other. And in his commentary on this verse, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, this begins um, with the first morsel. 
the the tushti, the pleasure um, in in eating, the uh, relief from hunger. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the, the pleasure, the, the the nourishment, and the relief from hunger. They all begin with the first bite, and they grow as we continue to eat. So in the same way, as we continue to surrender, um, we realize more and more um, our attainment of the goal. Um, and then what is that goal? Srila Sridhar Maharaj says, the unprecedented gracious reward of surrender is, being, is that being most affectionate toward his surrendered souls, the Supreme Lord totally dispels their unhappiness graciously filling their hearts with his sweet, absolute presence. Um, certainly something to think about. To the extent that we have a sense of ourself, um, then uh, that is certainly something um, to aspire for. Um, having our hearts filled with the, um, uh, with the Lord's presence. And then he says, without unconditional surrender, one cannot conceive of oneself as belonging to him. And this is why the learned sing par excellence, the glories of surrender's ability to yield her unprecedented gracious fruit. So this is a, a very important thing. Um, I like this idea of uh, without surrender, um, not being able to conceive of ourselves as belonging to Krishna because Srila Prabhupada um, often described Krishna consciousness as the sense that I am Krishna's and Krishna is mine. Um, now, this is certainly uh, easier to conceive of at uh, you know, in higher stages of bhakti, but um, this is uh, this is what we want. We want this uh, change of heart. So. Since, um, since oh, I'm being bothered by Siri again, um, I'm going to see if I can dismiss her. Siri, go away. Didn't work. She's trying to get me to calm down. Uh, goodbye, Siri. So um, he says, because, because uh, of this goal of belonging to Krishna, having our hearts filled with Krishna's presence, um, he says, therefore, the learned sing par excellence, the glories of surrender's ability to yield her unprecedented gracious fruit. So that just seemed to me like a perfect segue to... Um, one of the excellent songs um, about the fruit of Sharanagati, one of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs. Okay, I'm going to... Okay, she went away on her own. That's magic. Um, and that is uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's introduction to his uh, Sharanagati. And uh, I haven't yet um, found... Uh, an appropriate uh, uh, kirtan in which uh, Agni Dev Prabhu um, sings uh, this song to the tune, which has uh, become very familiar to those of us in, in our Sangha. 
Um, so I'm just going to read through these verses along with Srila Sridhar Maharaj's commentary on them from his, um, oh gosh, I can't remember what he calls his commentary on, on the Sharanagati. Uh, the gentle, it's something like the gentle moonlight commentary or something. It's, it's a really uh, <laughs> typically wonderful um, uh, title for his commentary. So uh, we know this song, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Jive Doya Kori, Swapar Shadasriya Dhamma Saha Avatari, being merciful to the souls, being merciful to all jivas, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu descends with his associates and abode. And uh, so Srila Sridhar Maharaj points out in his commentary on, on, on this first verse that um, uh, but Sri Krishna Chaitanya is the name by which uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, was addressed after his, that's his, his uh, sannyas name, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, and uh, we'll see why. Atyanta Dolabha Prema Kuribari Dan Shikaya Sharanagati Bhaktera Pran To distribute the most rare form of prema, he teaches Sharanagati, which is the life of the devotees. And he comments um, on these uh, first two verses. He says, in Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, Sri Gorsundar Sanyas ceremony is described. Keshava Bharati said on, on initiating Lord Chaitanya as a sannyasi, you have induced the whole world to chant Krishna's name and brought everyone to life, Chaitanya, by inaugurating the Sankirtan movement. Therefore, your name will be Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Because of you, everyone in the whole universe has become fortunate. Uh, well, there's a failure of my formatting. Uh, and then he, uh, we see uh, uh, in this way, uh, Lord Chaitanya accepted sannyas and revealed, oops, and revealed his name, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So he's explaining why Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu here. And uh, then he, um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj continues, Atyanta Durlapa Prema, the most rare form of prema, this refers to the fifth ultimate end of human life, Sri Krishna Prema. So we, we know this, that there are four uh, goals for, for human beings, dharma, artha, kama, and moksha, um, virtue or piety, religion, duty, whatever, however you want to characterize dharma. Um, dharma, artha, material uh, progress, kama, pleasure gained through making material progress, and moksha, um, release from all this once we um, realize its utter futility. But then um, there's, we see at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, as we've, as we've seen in the previous weeks, uh, Krishna makes a demand at the end of uh, his conversation with, um, with Arjuna. You know, he says, Manmanabhava Madhbhakto Madhyaji Mam Namaskar. He says, just forget every, just love me. 
don't worry about the other stuff. And then he says, even more pointedly, Sarva Dharman Parityaja Mamika Musharanam Vajahang Tuang Sarva Papipyo Moksha Shami Masucha. He says, forget all the other stuff. We've discussed this, uh, what you should do from so many angles of vision. So now let's set all those aside and you just take shelter of me. Take ex mamekam sharanam. May take exclusive shelter of me. And even if there's some fault in doing so, some fault incurred in doing so, some sins incurred in doing so, uh, I will personally take care of it. I've got you covered. I've got your back. So uh, don't worry. Don't, you know, he's like telling Arjuna, it's, 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 it'll be fine. Don't, don't worry your pretty little head about it. Let's just do this. Um, so this is the, uh, so Krishna tells us, you know, that uh, at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, that we have to forget every other um, consideration, every other goal, give up all these, all this sort of calculative even things, something that appears to be bhakti, as long as there's this calculation. Um, uh, uh, how can I, you know, how can I make myself better? Forget it. Just, just do what needs to be done under my direction. Let me work through you. And, um, and, and I'll take, I'll take care of the, the goals. I'll take care of the consequences, positive and negative. And then we know also that the Bhagavatam opens uh, with the next, um, uh, the next logical step, as, uh, should, as Guru Maharaj likes to say, the Bhagavatam is the theological sequel to the Bhagavad Gita. So it opens by telling us what the Bhagavatam is about and who is the fit audience. So Dharma Projita. For those whose hearts are completely pure, because they've given up all, um, this, all the business of exploitation and renunciation. We saw this last week, right? Uh, we're talking about bhakti, which is, has nothing to do with either exploitation or renunciation. So the Bhagavatam opens by saying, for those whose hearts are pure because they have already given up all this cheating religion. Dharma, uh, Dharma Kaitava. Da and what about the Dharma Kaitava? Praujita, completely rejected. Just as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Paritya, completely reject. So once for those for those who have already completely rejected these things, uh, all these other goals, and instead have embraced the uh, 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 Panchama Purusharta, the fifth, the Parama Purusharta, the fifth and ultimate, the real goal of human life, which is Prem Prayojana. Then now we've got something to talk about. That's what this, that's who this book is for. And this, this is what we're going to address. Um, so, um, so here we, so, we have this Panchama Purusharta, this fifth goal of human life. And, uh, and he says, the rarity of Sri Krishna Prema has been noted by Srila Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And uh, this is a, a, a verse from Lord Shiva. Liberation is easily attained by cultivating knowledge of Brahma, Jnana, 
Heavenly enjoyment, bhukti, is easily attained by performing various types of pious activities, karma, such as sacrifices. However, even by following thousands of different spiritual practices, Hari Bhakti is extremely difficult to attain as it requires servitude to the Lord's pure devotees, a proper conception of the Lord's divine nature, firmly fixed loving attach attachment for the Lord devoid of any impurities and the Lord's merciful acceptance of the practitioner. And then Ashila Shidhar Maharaj gets right to the point. In Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, this most rare form of prema, which Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to distribute, is described as follows. Anarpita charim chidat Radiant golden Lord, Sri Sachinandana, always be manifest in the core of your heart. He has mercifully, mercifully descended in the age of Kali to give the wealth of devotion to himself, supremely exalted Madhura Rasa, which had never been given before, or as Guru Maharaj likes to say, at least not for a very long time. So Srila Sridhar Maharaj is, is showing us how this first verse points right to this, this fourth verse of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita which is the, the whole point um, of Lord Chaitanya's appearance. He wanted to, he had two uh, goals in mind. One was to teach the Yuga Dharma and Raganuga Bhakti, and the other was to taste, uh, taste the sweetest Krishna Bhakti himself. So he had to take the position of the, the best devotee, Radharani. So then he says, uh, continues uh, discussing the different terms in these verses. Sharanagati, surrender. This means to take shelter of the Lord in all respects. Sharanagati is defined in essence in Sri Sri Prapanjivanamritam. And here he is citing himself. So wonderful. And that is having faith that, that everything is attained by serving the Supreme Lord, abandoning subservience even to scriptural injunctions and taking shelter of Krishna's feet exclusively is known as Sharanagati. And then the next two verses, uh, which uh, 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 presents the six angas uh, of, uh, of Sharanagati. Dainya atma nive dana goptratve varanavasya rukshibe krishna vivasva vishvasa palan bhakti anukula matra karyera svikar bhakti pratikula bhava varjanangikar. Humility, self submission, embracing the Lord's guardianship maintaining the faith that Krishna will, will certainly protect him, engaging only in activities which are favorable to devotion and rejecting everything which is unfavorable to devotion. And then he wants to um, uh, discuss some of these in his commentary. Dainya, humility. This is also known as karpanya, experience of one's lamentable uh, condition. Danya has been defined in Sri Sri Prapanna Jivanamritam. Oh, Lord, please protect me, praying thus in a mood of distress, while remembering in all respects the greatness of the mercy of the Supreme Lord, the unparalleled ocean of compassion. 
and remembering in particular one's own lamentable lowliness, this condition of the devotees is described by the learn, uh, learned as karpanya. In other words, seeing ourselves um, in relation to, the, to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, how uh, far away we are from actually, um, uh, actually being his um, devotee. Uh, he is so wonderful and we're so not. Uh, and then he dis, uh, uh, discusses Atma Nivedana again by citing his Prapanajivanamritam. Atman Nivedana, self-submission. This is also known as Atmotsarga, self-dedication, as has been defined in Sri Sri Prapanajivanamritam. Uh, Atma Nivedana is known as the condition of having offered oneself to Krishna solely to satisfy him while being devoid of possessiveness and false egotism. So this takes us back to, this, to the discussion of the word namaha, which we um, found in um, that um, unsigned uh, foreword to the book, um, where uh, the, the word namaha, uh, you know, uh, is, it, uh, it, uh, it indicates a complete um, abandonment of our own self-interest, namaha. Uh, uh, not, this is nothing, this is, this is not about me. This is all about you. Again, jnana shuna, shunya bhakti. This is completely non-calculative, uh, a, a completely non-calculative approach uh, to the Supreme Lord. Um, so, um, and then, Goptvitvevaran, uh, embracing the Lord's guardianship. This is also referred to as accepting the Lord as one's maintainer and has been defined in Sri Sri Prapanna Jivanamritam. Hey, Krishna Pahimam Nath Kripayat Magatam Guru, Ityevam Ityevam Pratanam Krishnam Praptum Swami Sarupata. O Krishna, please protect me. Kindly accept me as your own. This prayer to attain Krishna as one's master is supremely pleasing to the hearts of the devotees and is known as Goptvatve Varanam. Embracing the Lord's guardianship. Varanam expresses the very ideal of surrender and is thus considered to be its complete embodiment or angi. So this is the uh, Swarupa Lakshanam of Sharanagati. This is the, the heart, the core of Sharanagati, accepting Krishna as our exclusive maintainer. And he says the other five aspects of surrender are considered limbs or angas. So the, all the others are aspects of this accepting Krishna as our exclusive maintainer, ex accepting his, embracing his guardianship um, exclusively, like an animal, like a, you know, like a, a, a domestic animal who depends completely um, on, uh, you know, on its folks 
for its maintenance and care and everything. And then um, it continues, Avashya Rukshebe Krishna, Krishna will complete, will certainly protect me. Avashya uh, Rukshebe Krishna, this is a vishvasa, this is a, a conviction. And conviction doesn't, it, it, when we talk about, when we talk about shraddha, we don't talk, we're not talking about a belief, just, you know, mere belief. We're talking about a conviction based on some experience. Uh, so the conviction that Krishna will protect me means that we've reflected on our experience in this life and we've seen that Krishna has always protected us. And he certainly has protected, maybe not my body, maybe not even my mind sometimes, maybe sometimes I go a little off the rails, but what he has protected is my bhakti. Um, and that's something um, that is not subject, as Krishna, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, to any kind of diminution. It's, it's always going to be there. Um, and I could go back to my uh, verse in the fifth chapter of the first canto of the Bhagavatam, but I won't uh, out of respect for, the, for your time and, uh, and the clock in general. So this refers to faith that Sri Krishna will assuredly grant his protection and has been defined in Sri Prapanna Jivanamritam. Certainly Krishna will protect me because he is the true friend of the devotees. He will definitely um, bless me with all good fortune. Herein uh, such faith is sustained. And then we're still talking about these um, six angas. Srila Sridhar Maharaj says, Anukula, favorable. This refers to anything helpful for attaining Krishna and has been defined in Sri Prapanajivanamritam. Resolute conviction to do everything that is favorable to the service of Krishna, to the service of his devotees, and to surrender is called Anukulyasya Sankalpa, acceptance of the favorable, and Pratikula, unfavorable. This refers to anything that is an obstacle to attaining Krishna and has been defined in Sri Sri Prapanajivanamritam. Resolute conviction uh, to abandon everything that is opposed to the service of the Lord, to the service of his devotees, and to surrender is called prati kulya varjanam, rejection of the unfavorable. And then he says, I always this is one of my favorite parts of this. Um, particular song. Sharanga Sharanagati Hoi Bejahar Tahar Pratana Shune Sri Nanda Kumar. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Sri Nanda Kumar Krishna hears the prayers of those who surrender in this sixfold way. So sometimes when we're on social media, so we'll see someone saying, you know, my uh, you know, my child was uh, injured, please pray for him or her or someone is, my, my husband is undergoing surgery or whatever, all these, you know, so please pray for them. And every time I see that, I think, oh, this is Krishna telling me, um, you, you need uh, to take up this process of surrender because otherwise, what's the point in my offering some prayer? Um, except to the extent that as we, um, there, there's um, a, a movie about, um, C.S. Lewis, I think it is, with starring Anthony Hopkins, 
called Shadowlands, and this is about Lewis's uh, Dark Night of the Soul. When he married late in his life and his wife ended up contracting bone cancer. And uh, at one point she goes into, into remission and one of his colleagues says to him, so I hear joy is in remission. Uh, certainly your prayers, certainly God is answering your prayers. And um, I don't know if this is something Lewis actually said. I don't know if this is even in the play um, because I haven't been able to find a copy uh, of the, uh, the, the, the play to check this out. But it's this wonderful line in the movie where Lewis says, that's not why I pray. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because it comes out of me, out of every pore of my being, morning, noon, and night. And then he says, and this is one of, one of these things that he says with one of those wonderful Anthony Hopkins far off stares. Um, it doesn't change God. It changes me. So maybe there's some sense in my, make, my making prayers as an unsurrendered soul because it'll eventually bring me, it'll eventually change my heart. Otherwise, I'm certainly not going to get Krishna's attention unless, um, unless I've actually wholeheartedly given myself to these six, um, six uh, uh, aspects, these six practices of surrender. Um, and then Srila Sridhar Maharaj again lays out, you know, he then uh, gives us this verse from um, either the, the Vaishnava Purana or the, uh, I mean, Vayu Purana or, the, or a Vaishnava Tantra. Anukul yasya sankalpa pratikul vivarjanam rakshashyatiti vishvaso goptratve varanam tata atmanikshepa karpane shadvida sharanagati. And then he says, Pratanashune, Sri Nanda Kumar hears their prayers. This means Krishna reciprocates with the surrendered souls in accordance with their prayers. And then he cites that verse from the Ramayana that we find in the 22nd chapter of Madhulila in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sakradeva Prapanno Yastavasmiti Chayachate. Abhayam sarvada tasmai dadamye tadvratam mama. This is Lord Ramachandra, and if I remember correctly, he's addressing Vibhishana, who has come to take shelter of him, even though he's uh, from the other party. Lord Ramachandra says, anyone who even once sincerely surrenders to me, declaring I am yours and prays for fearlessness, it is my vow that I will always grant that to him. So I've been there are these couple of prayers that are given together um, in uh, that early part of the uh, 22nd chapter, which lays out the 64 angas of sadhana bhakti. And uh, I've been um, uh, practicing these prayers. My dear Lord Krishna, although I have forgotten you for so many long years in this material world, now I am surrendering to you. I am your sincere and serious servant. Please engage me in your service. And then I always, for the last 51 years, since I came across this in um, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya in probably the spring of, of 1970, uh, and I tack this on, my dear Lord, from this day I am yours, which is how Srila Prabhupada puts it. Um, hoping that one of these days I will be able to say this sincerely and uh, Krishna will... Uh, 
be able to, he'll have something to reciprocate with. And then Bhakti Vinod continues, Rupa Sanatana Pare Dante Turnakori, Bhakti Vinoda Pare Duhumpada Dori, Kandia Kandia Bale Amitodham, Shikaye Sharanagati Koraheutam. Bhakti Vinod places a straw between his teeth and falls before Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhu and Srila Sanatan Goswami Prabhu. And um, clasping their feet, crying incessantly, prays, I am so lowly. Please elevate me by teaching me uh, Sharanagati. And uh, so then he explains, Sri Rupa Sanatan, Sri Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Prabhu, these are the two Acharyas who teach Sharanagati. And then Uttama, he wants to, uh, he wants to elucidate Uttama or elevate it. Please uh, uh, lift me up, bring me to your platform, or at least toward your platform. He says, this, is, this refers to one who is qualified for the topmost form of Prema Bhakti. In Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna says, this is uh, Krishna uh, speaking with Uddhava, of course, in the 11th canto. Realizing the qualities and faults of, I love this, of the socio-religious system, Varnashram Dharma, which I have instituted, one who completely abandons it and serves me is the best of all sadhus. So this is quite a, a, a strong um, way for uh, Srila Sridhar Maharaj uh, to end his, uh, his commentary on this introductory um, song, this introduction to Sharanagati. And, uh, and, and um, I just, you know, as, as I was uh, kind of going through these um, yesterday, I realized this is just how I wanted to do it. Um, that I wanted to um, uh, open up with that first chapter of Prapanajivanamritam and then um, his commentary on the, uh, the introductory Sharanagati song, because they both bring us to the, the same place, um, right where it begins, Jnana Shunya Bhakti, no calculation whatsoever. Instead, simply taking shelter of the Lord um, with nothing in mind other than, um, than his pleasure. So that's what I have for today. And inexplicably, shockingly, I have actually left time for discussion. Um, so let's uh, take advantage of it. I think everyone is able to unmute themselves. And um, if you don't mind, um, if you have a comment um, or, or question, um, uh, feel free to turn on your video too. I mean, I've made myself vulnerable by turning on mine. And you all are younger and prettier than I am. So um, let's, let's see you. I wanted to thank you so much for that class, Mars. It was really good. It's all buckets. What could go wrong? And you're Sharanagadi. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, oh, please. 
about Maharaj. Thank you very much. I also enjoyed this this uh, class very very much. Thank you for reading reading so much from I have a question. Maybe it's a whimsical question, but but nevertheless, uh, I also like this uh, example of of how uh, when eating with every morsel, these three things follow follow uh, as you explained. <clears throat> but if we take that example a little bit further, uh, yes, it is like this with every morsel, happiness, uh, satisfaction, and so on increases until we get to a particular point after which uh, any more morsels will just bring us, uh, uh, will not be satisfaction anymore. It will be a kind of overload. So is it the same with with can the same thing happen with uh, surrender can you surrender too much and start feeling bad or is that actually have you done something wrong in that case um that's a, a wonderful question and as you probably are aware um Vishwanath chakravarti Thakur um, addresses that um in his commentary on that verse you know he you know, he makes the, the um, analogy really clear by pointing out that, first of all, uh, and, and when I um, look at that verse, I also look at it in the light of his commentary on uh, the 19th verse um, in the fifth chapter of the first canto, where um, uh, Narada Muni tells Vyasadeva that, um, you know, I mean, he's making the point that if we engage in any other um, practice, pursue any other goal, um, even if we, in order to attain the goal, we have to do everything perfectly. And, and if we make a mistake, then we lose everything and have to start back uh, from square one. Um, and it's not like that with bhakti. Uh, we don't have to do it perfectly. And um, even if we completely blow it, nothing is lost, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, because just from the very first day of practicing, we become, as, uh, as the verse points, points out, rasagraha, we become haunted by rasa, haunted by the taste, as Srila Prabhupada puts it in his purport to that verse, by, the, by the, the taste we get from having served the Lord's lotus feet. And, Vish, and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur points out that this begins from the very first day of worshiping the Lord. So from the very first morsel, we, we, find, we get pleasure, we get nourishment, and we get relief from hunger. And he says that the, the analogy breaks down um, as all analogies do at some point. No analogy is perfect. The analogy breaks down because as you point out, um, you can't eat continuously. Um, because instead of pleasure, you end up getting disgust. You end up getting, dis uh, 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 what do you call it, indigestion. Um, and I was just uh, reading, a, uh, gave a class on a, um, some couple of verses in the Bhagavatam yesterday. Uh, where um, 
uh, Vidura is asking um, Uddhava about all the different uh, Krishna's different friends and family members, and he is asking about uh, 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 Arjuna, the, who who got Gandiva. And so we talked a little bit about how Arjuna got Gandiva, and it was part of a, a scheme to relieve Agni Dev of his indigestion, uh, because there was this like continuous practice going on for a very very long time, and just too much ghee constantly. Um, so he needed to build up his own fire again. So, and the only way he could do that was consuming this uh, Kandava forest and, um, but it was being protected and he wasn't able to do that. So he needed help. So he called, uh, of course, on Krishna and Arjuna. And Arjuna said, yeah, okay, that's nice. But you know what, I, I've got all these cool weapons and I'm very talented at them, but I don't have, I really need a better bow. So he arranged for Arjuna to get the Gandiva bow. So anyway, indigestion. So um, which is, a, you know, just kind of it's a disgusting, you know, we, we feel not just no satisfaction, but we feel a little disgusted with ourselves because we're thinking I just couldn't stop eating those pakoras and ugh, all of a sudden it's bad. But he says, you can go on serving um, unlimitedly. And as we, um, as we serve step by step, um, then the pleasure, you know, the, the bhakti, the direct experience of the Lord and the detachment from, from everything else, they simply increase unlimitedly. And if we engage in Sharanagati um, systematically under the guidance of, of uh, experienced devotees, then we won't, we shouldn't encounter that kind of disgust. Sometimes we might um, tend to get, as we say in English, a, a little out over our skis and um, try to, uh, and we forget the injunction given by one of those Navyogendras to King Nimi, it's a good quality to understand your actual qualification and behave accordingly. Understand actual, where you actually are and, and accept things that are appropriate for your um, stage uh, of spiritual progress and for your um, situation in the world as well. Uh, Sharanagati is going to look different in a sannyasi than it will in a young householder. Um, so, you know, if we, if we um, practice adopting these um, six angas uh, of Sharanagati systematically, progressively, step at a time, um, then uh, then w even um, the, the Bhagavatam says, you know, even if we're running with our eyes closed, still there's not a chance of our, uh, of our falling down. So that's the difference that um, Vishwanath Chakrabarti points out between bhakti and, and eating a meal. And, and I think it, it, it extends as well to uh, Sharanagati. That help? Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Maharaj. Such a wonderful question. Anyone else? Krishna Chaitanya is always good for a question or comment. <laughs> uh, I think I recall hearing before someone quote Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur saying something about a person in a fevered condition cannot eat a normal meal and therefore 
they would need to be careful in I'm hoping that someone else has heard that or <laughs> can tie this in. I've heard one quote it before, but I don't know where it is. And I, I, I thought he was talking about someone who maybe didn't have the stomach to digest, even though we know that Krishna Bhakti, you can keep on eating it. Has anyone? I apologize if I'm making something up. I, I, if someone, if someone does know where that is. I would um, be very grateful if they were to um, send that commentary to me. Uh, someone is suggesting Madhurya Kadambani. Um, so uh, that's a possibility. I think Madhurya Kadambani might be a good a good place to look. And, and that you know that's in keeping, of course, with that one verse. Well, actually, it's two verses, isn't it? one in the uh, 20, toward the end of the 20th chapter and then the second verse of the 21st chapter of, uh, uh, of the uh, 11th canto. But Krishna says, Sve Sve Nishta Saguna Purikirtita. It's a good quality to be able to, uh, to be, be introspective enough to understand where we really are and behave accordingly. Uh, and, and so there are two things that we're cautioned against. One is trying to uh, do something for which we're not qualified. And the other is being um, slack in our practice and, and not really striving for, for those things for which we have some qualification. So it's always going to be a little stretch. We're always trying to, uh, you know, to get to that next step. And we shouldn't just think, well, it, it's, you know, wow, it's a little steep there. It's like I have my um, my opening slide. Oh, I don't have the screen share on now, but I have my opening slide with this path through the um, uh, through the forest, and it's a it's a tough path, especially at least at first. You know, it's a little narrow. It can be windy, and it can be um, steep, and, and there'll be rocks and branches and things like that that um, you know that stick out and and are likely to trip us up if we're uh, not watching carefully where we're going. So we need um, to always be aware of where we are. So um, I, I like that. Um, I like that idea. And I think it works a lot right along with this. And, and if someone is able to find that before I do, I'd be really grateful if they sent it to me, even if it's by Facebook message, my least favorite way of communicating, and everyone else's most favorite, apparently. Thank you. Anything else? I have another um, comment I wanted to make and maybe a question. Um, you had mentioned something earlier in the early part of your talk and you had said Guru Maharaj also says this and um, I've heard him say it but I forgot what it was but Mitra had a class this morning and one of the devotees was saying, well, how can you think that we're getting mercy? We're really working hard here. We are endeavoring. We're giving all that we can. And, you know, I would think it's an, an assistance. We're getting assisted by Krishna. And um, I just kind of mentioned how, guess what? Bhakti does us, you know, the holy name is the one that <laughs> it's doing us. So, uh, do you remember 
I mean, I know you mentioned something and it made me think of that. So I was thinking that was really good what you said. <clears throat> and it was something that Guru Maharaj also says too. And I kind of forgot what it was, but I mean, it was really good. Oh, I'd have to go back and listen to that, which is, which is always a painful thing. But sometimes... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I, don't rem I don't remember. I think it's the only time that you mentioned uh, Guru Maharaj says this also, so that would help you in finding it. <laughs> I could um, listen to it too. I actually, I think I, I think I did twice. Oh. Maybe three times, but at least twice. We're getting, I'm getting weird feedback from the Okay. I think it's the, yeah, okay, sorry. Can you hear me better now? Oh, no, I can hear you fine. Okay. Oh. Oh. See, I can See, I, now I can hear myself, but it doesn't sound like I'm a huge growling monster. Okay. Anything else before we close? Gorn Orion, nothing. Oh, here's a note. Uh, does it follow that a person who uh, commits nam aparad becomes averse to the Lord and thus cannot even take shelter of the guru or perform devotional activities? This is true as during, oh, I think he has found the quotation. Is that from Madhurya Kadambani, the Madosh? Everyone can, uh, should, should be able to see that in the chat. Ah. As during a serious fever, losing all taste for food, a person finds it impossible to eat. So a person who commits, um, yeah, so this is in the section about anartha nivriti. Thank you so much. That's, um, uh, that's wonderful. Um, so he says, uh, so a person who commits a serious offense loses the scope for hearing, chanting, and performing devotional activities. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, um, I, I was uh, giving a class or reading something recently where um, we, uh, the, the point was being made that, oh, no, it was um, uh, in the evening discussing nectar of devotion and, and Bhakti Rasamri to Sindhu. Um, when we're discussing the offenses against the holy name, um, Srila Jiva Goswami points out that um, you know the holy name is um, such a powerful uh, deliverer that um, even if we commit offenses in our practice, um, the holy name still has that power. But then he says, but what do you do if you commit offenses against the holy name? And then he uh, uh, mentioned, he tells the uh, tells us the ten offenses and, uh, against the chanting. So yeah, we need to be um, always cautious. Um, we need to understand what are offenses in our practice, um, 
and and what are the offenses against the holy name well, here at the uh, uh, here at the the temple in Honolulu um, just after um, we do we, we have Mangalarti then we have Tulsi Puja and then um, they used to recite the ten offenses against the holy name and I suggested something about uh, Harinam Chintamani so now um, they have me read a little bit of Harinam, Chint Harinam Chintamani uh, before uh, we uh, uh, get back to chanting Japa after uh, Mangalarti and Tulsi Puja. And so that's a, uh, a really nice way for us to, to uh, remember. Sometimes just reciting the 10 offenses as, as I've seen done in diff different temples, it's very rote, mechanical, and uh, the devotees sometimes can't even tell you what they just said. Uh, but when we discuss them, when we discuss it like this, then, um, uh, you know, like re reading Harinam Chintamani, hearing uh, Haridas Thakur's instructions to the Lord uh, about avoiding offenses against the Holy Name then. So this is a really important point and I'm very, uh, very grateful for, for Krishna Chaitanya and, uh, and Madosh for, uh, for bringing this to my attention. This is great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm always worried about my tendency to run way too long. And I know that you all have busy lives. I'm a kind of a, I hope, Bhagavad Dharma bum. Uh, but um, I know that you all have so many things going on in your lives. So. Okay, uh, I will gratefully um, uh, take my leave and uh, and have all these little step things I have to do. I have to remember how to undo. Um, I think I stopped streaming first. I don't remember now. And then stop, pause, stop the recording. Okay, thank you all so much. Hare Krishna, we'll see you here again next week. Oh, Madame Mohan, how do you go? Hare Krishna.